This is HR in Review, a podcast dedicated to HR thought leadership, actionable advice, and all the latest developments in human resource management. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the HR in Review podcast. I'm your guest host today, Bill Bannum. And in this episode, we're going to consider how organizations can best support their leaders in transition. Listen to as we talk about some of the resources and tools available to leaders in transition. My guest today is Navid Nazamian, founder and CEO at Navid Nazamian Executive Coaching FZCO and author of the international best-selling book, Mastering Executive Transitions, The Definitive Guide. As an executive transition coach, he helps senior leaders transition most successfully into new roles by de-risking and accelerating their transition into the C-suite. When it comes to executive transitions, Navid speaks with an authority that is grounded in research and complemented by authentically demonstrated experience. His ICF accredited coach education took him on a three-year journey across three continents in Europe, Africa, and America. Using strategies designed to avoid and overcome obstacles quickly, he has helped numerous C-suite coaching clients to successfully eliminate unproductive actions and solve their toughest, most complex transition challenges. I hope you enjoy this conversation that I had with Navid. Navid, it's my pleasure to welcome you to the HR In Review show today. Thank you so much for the invitation. Looking forward to the chat, Bill. Why don't you take a minute or two and tell our listeners all about yourself? Yes, so my name is David Nazimian. I've had the good fortune of working for some of the world's most admired companies on this planet. And uh, my original background is in sales, but I've spent the last 21 years in human resources. And uh, next to what I do as an HR leader, I'm also a qualified coach. And I coach with, um, you know, very senior leaders from large corporates, people who have a similar background to myself. Okay, perfect. And of course, the the focus of today's chat is uh, executives in transition. So uh, let's get straight into related questions. Firstly, what what is top of mind for executives in transition, in, in your opinion, from what you've seen? Yes. So there are three key topics I would say are usually top of mind for tra- uh, transitioning leaders. Uh, the first one is the culture, um, you know, particularly if they are being hired from another organization. So the key question that's top of their mind is, will I be able to fit in? Is this something that I will enjoy? And is this something that I will be able to influence and shape? The second concern they typically have is, uh, will I be able to navigate the matrix? Um, as it happens, most organizations these days have a matrix type setup. That means that you may be the sales director of the organization, but that doesn't mean that you can, you know, really bring through sales initiatives because then you need to work with maybe someone in operations or someone in the uh, finance department. And so navigating the matrix is the second uh, key concern. And third, and and uh, not least, is the topic of uh, being able to build and establish a network and peer relationships. So, you know, being really able to hit the ground running and starting to find all these informal people that are crucial to the role success in the new organization. Why not subscribe to the premium version of HR in Review? You'll get ad-free content, early and extra episodes and more. Even better, although it's the premium edition, it's absolutely free. Sign up at hrreview.co.uk slash podcast. 
Okay, okay, sounds great. But um, it's not easy, right? I mean, maybe you can offer some some stats now in terms of what what, what is that failure rate? Yes, I, I could not quite believe it when I read it the first time. It's forty percent for zero. So forty percent of executives hired at the senior level are either pushed out, fail, or quit within eighteen months. And uh, this is a very valid study from Hydrogen Struggles. So. Um, they did this study over a 10-year time period. They looked at over 20,000 executive appointments, and this is what they came up with. Now, there are other studies from Harvard Business Review, McKinsey, and Center for Creative Leadership that all come to the very, very similar conclusion. So essentially, Bill, four out of 10 executives in transition don't make it. That's staggering. What a huge number. Wow. Okay, so... How can organizations better support their leaders in transition then to try to try and fight against those huge numbers? Yes. I mean, there are multiple things organizations can do to support their leaders in transition. The first one is, and this is the most potent lever they could pull, is to provide them with a specialized executive transition coach. Um, I happen to be one, but there are many, many more of us out there. And all we do is to really work with an executive on the transition. So we have our own frameworks, we have our own tools, and we have obviously done this many, many times over. So that's one of the very easy things organizations can do. And it's a bit of an irony because I see sometimes organizations uh, want to support their executives in transition, but then they get them a leadership development coach. Um, and, and Bill, if I may use the analogy of, you know, um, if I had a heart issue and I go to um, a GP, you know, it's, it's, it's probably not the best person I could see on my specific issue. And the same applies to coaching as well. There are specialized coaches um, that have specialized in a particular area. The second thing organizations can do is to go above and beyond what is typically considered to be a good onboarding process. So with onboarding, I mean things like admin arrangements, uh, a business orientation type of the day, and legal and compliance kind of trainings. But what they could do to support the executive in transition is to look at what I call higher value activities. So these could be things like aligning expectations with teams and bosses, um, organizing meaningful meetings with key stakeholders. And for that, you need to start mapping the stakeholder universe as per the executive role. And, and last but not least, organizations could also facilitate cultural familiarization. So help the leader to understand that you know, this is unique about our culture. This is what we consider to be great leadership. And so help them and give them a leg up so they don't, you know, tap and, and, and start to treading on those landmines that are everywhere, especially if they're new in the role. This edition of HR in Review is a special guest episode brought to you in partnership with our friends at the North American-based HR Chat podcast, a podcast focused on interviews with HR, talent, and tech experts. Okay, okay, perfect. Maybe you can give me some examples now then. What, what resources and tools are available to leaders in transition? Yes. I mean, are, as I said, the executive transition coach is the most obvious one. But uh, one of the tools I often use when I have a leader in transition is a, a transition assessment, um, which is a very short thing. Um, there I ask the leader about the top 12 potential transition challenges that they could foresee. Um, as a result of the transition, then they rate themselves on that scale to say, yes, this is the one, this is the one, and these are the transition challenges I'm expecting. The second column asks the same leader to self-score themselves on their confidence levels. 
So let's say if someone is getting the big promotion, and that's one of the key challenges that they're highlighting to me as, as the coach that's working with them. Um, but if they then say uh, the big promotion challenge, I, I feel, you know, I have very good levels of, of confidence around that then we can fine tune in our coaching. We wouldn't really need to spend a, a lot of time there. But if the, the assignment also includes the leading former peers challenge, and this is a particular area of concern for the executive leader, then this is something that we will amplify. This is something that we will go all the way in to make sure that the confidence level and the mission confidence that the leader requires is being built as part of our coaching engagement. Okay, thank you very much. Um, okay, let, let's let's sort of drive it home then for our listeners. Uh, but I'm going to challenge you to answer in sixty seconds or less. Uh, sure. In sixty in sixty seconds or less, Naveed, what, what what are what are some of the key benefits for individuals, for organisations, and for stakeholders, of course, of getting transitions right? Okay. Do I get sixty second per stakeholder group, or is it sixty second all in one? All in one. So you get about oh twenty my seconds God. each. <laughs> okay, so at the individual level, it minimizes the likelihood of derailment, it mitigates key transition risk, and it really enhances role satisfaction and accelerates time to performance. At the organizational level, looking at it through the organizational lens, uh, it reduces the risk of high stakes placements and mishiring costs. It can also increase retention and engagement, and it develops a more supportive culture and ultimately reduces organization anxiety. And looking at it through the stakeholder lens, it gives investors and the board more confidence. It, it allows for a greater alignment of organizational strategy and culture execution. And it provides a platform for thoroughly engaging external stakeholders. Wow, Naveed, you've done this before, I can tell. <laughs> that was great. <clears throat> that, was, uh, that was about 60 seconds. That was, that was pretty good. That was pretty good. Okay, let's talk a little bit about gender now is, is, is from what you've seen from the folks that you work with is, is there a gender bias in supporting executives in transition unfortunately yes and this is one of the reasons i delayed the launch of my book uh, titled mastering executive transitions because i really wanted this study to go in so there is depending on the item of support you look at and the three items are formal leadership skills training um, formal assessment and the, the executive being assigned a formal mentor or an executive transition coach. So depending on which item you look at, there is a 13 to 22 percentage point gap between the female execs and the male execs working for the same organization. And this is very unfortunate because in those organizations, these three items are not baked into the process of becoming exec at that level, but they are individually negotiated items. That means that there seem to be a high likelihood of the male incumbents coming forward and say, I want this, I want that. And by the way, I also want to have an executive transition coach. And for some reason, the female execs seem to be a little more cautious and a little more reserved to come forward and make those demands or make those requests to the same organization. Okay, okay. Maybe you can now briefly walk through the double diamond framework of executive transitions. Take a minute or two, maybe even three minutes on this one. Wow, okay, this is a big one. So first off, uh, Bill, there's a very popular framework out there that's called The First 90 Days. And whilst I loved reading the book 18 years back when it was just published, it is not an executive level appropriate framework for transitioning. Um, so that's the first thing I want to say. And then the double diamond framework is my idea around how the executive could transition. 
Um, it consists of seven phases. Uh, the first phase is called discover. This is your day minus 90 to day zero. The second phase is called immerse. This is your day one to day 90. The third phase is called adapt. This is day 91 to roughly day 120. Then you get into mobilize, which is kind of, you know, four months to six months into the role. Then you get into operate. That's month six to nine. And then you get into nourish, which is months nine and 12. And last but not least, the seventh phase is called develop. And that's months 12 plus to 18. So in my uh, book and my understanding of executive transitions is it's a, it's a 12 to 18 months journey. It never is a 90 day journey as the very popular book is suggesting. Then there are two unique components. And by the way, if you couldn't re remember all these seven different phases, you take the first letter of each of these and that word nicely rounds up to the word diamond. Um, there are two unique components to their framework as well. So first one is optimizing the energy levels of the executive leader. Um, executive transitions can be super, super stressful. And so much so that, you know, executive leaders who are self-scoring their stress levels when they are going through a transition say that it's higher than when they are going through a divorce or a significant health challenge. So it's a very stressful undertaking. And then the second aspect of the double diamond framework is the, 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 the transition to be accelerated and the risk by the executive transition coach. So this makes the totality of it makes the double diamond framework and that's that's what I have been uh, describing in my book in, in in a lot of detail over two chapters. Okay, thank you very much. So your past roles have included global head of HR group finance at Vodafone. Uh, if you could pass on one crucial lesson that you've learned in your HR career in one minute or less, I'm sorry to be that guy again, but this is a, a standardized question we have in all of our interviews. Um, in one minute or less, what would your top tip for other HR pros be? So what I would say is bring in the outside in view. You know, don't be too siloed, too internally focused on whatever product or proposition you're launching. Always make sure that you have line of sight with what you're doing and how that initiative is going to result in something that hopefully makes the organization more potent, gets them closer to the customer, or makes it better business in the end. So always bring in the outside in perspective. Wonderful, thank you. And uh, take take two or three minutes on this one, please. What is what is the single biggest change that you think will happen in HR over the next five to ten years? I think uh, the whole analytics space is going to be super exciting. I mean, I've seen different uh, levels of maturity when it comes to this topic. Um, I, I know large organizations where the HR person is still crunching numbers in the Excel to get to the bottom of something like a sickness absence or something like that. Um, and I've seen, you know, uh, organizations that have a, a large number of data scientists and analytics kind of type skills in the function and uh, management dashboards that are beyond belief and already delivering value. So it's not a big question about what is the right number but everyone who is attending that board meeting and that their HRT meeting is discussing about what to do with the number rather than debating what is the actual number. Um, so, so I think that's going to be a super exciting space. And this is something that HR needs to obviously learn from some of the other functions that have a little bit of uh, more maturity in it than we do. Okay. Okay. Perfect. And just finally, 
for today, Navid. How can how can our listeners learn more about you? Maybe connect with you, perhaps through LinkedIn. Maybe you want to share your email address. Maybe you're really cool and you're all over TikTok and Instagram and places. And also, of course, <laughs> how can they also get a copy of your your book, Mastering Executive Transitions? Yes, I have to disappoint when it comes to TikTok. I'm probably not the right target group for that for that portal but i actually do have an instagram page it's mastering executive transitions as the book is titled and there's also a landing page for the book which is titled www.masteringexecutivetransitions.com but the easiest way to get in touch with me is through linkedin um, I'm, I'm sure that my name will be mentioned in the show notes and so you just type in the name and i'm usually the first one that comes up i love uh, linkedin so I spend uh, a, a good part of my uh, time on LinkedIn. I'm, I'm, I'm engaged uh, on LinkedIn very much. So that will probably be the best uh, place to connect with me. The book is available everywhere you can buy a book, whether it's digital channels or offline channels. You can buy the book. It's titled Mastering Executive Transitions, The Definitive Guide, everywhere where you can purchase books. Wonderful. Well, that just leaves me to say for this particular episode, for this time, Navid, I've I've had a lot of fun chatting with you today. But for now, it just leaves me to say thank you very much for being my guest on this episode of the HR in Review show. Thank you so much, Bill. I enjoyed our conversation and you kept me on my toes, which is fun. So thank you for that. The HR in Review podcast is brought to you by hrreview.co.uk. HRReview.co.uk is a website dedicated to human resources and related professionals. News items are posted daily together with analysis looking in-depth at topical HR issues. You can sign up for our range of specialist newsletters at hrreview.co.uk slash sign up and follow us on Twitter at HRReview or join us on LinkedIn and Facebook. Thank you for listening.